God's favor is not a license for you to be a jerk. I, I will just for you, sister. God's favor is not a license for you to be a jerk. God's favor is not permission for you to circumnavigate walking in love. God's favor is not permission for us to circumnavigate having to walk and live in humility. God will give you favor, but you have to cultivate it. In the parable of the talents, Jesus teaches us this, that the master will give us certain resources. But what, do, what makes the difference between a wicked servant and a righteous servant is not what he gives you, it's what you do with what he gives you. God will give you conviction. You must steward it. He will give you favor. It's your responsibility to cultivate it. So I would argue this, that if God has given you his conviction and if he has given you his favor, we will find you walking consistently in humility, cultivating favor so that when it's time to speak on your conviction, you have entrance. See, I'm helping somebody because you may be facing obstacles at work. There are things that you see, positions that you believe you're supposed to have, and you can say, I sense that God wants me to have that. There's places in the market that God wants me to dominate that we are not yet. There's things that God wants me to do, and, but I, and I feel he wants me to, but I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall. Just because you're convicted and just because you're favored doesn't mean you get to be a bull in a china shop. Walk in humility, bring consistency to your life, and watch your opportunity come close. Now listen, God's conviction in your life won't make up for a lack of consistency on your part. Do you want to know why some people are turned off? to the operation of prophetic things. Got real tense over there. Let me try over here. I would argue that right now, the church in many ways is, are hesitant to receive or flow or operate in prophetic things. Why? Because a lot of people claiming to be prophets will come to a church for about six weeks, prophesy in the parking lot a whole lot, and then they fly off and you never see them again. There's no consistency in their walk. Can't get no help today. Some of the most potent prophetic voices in our lives are people that they are planted in a local church and they are faithful. There's this one lady in particular, quiet as a field mouse until, it, until the spirit comes on her. But when she texts Holly and I, we listen. Why? Because for years and 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 years they have served. They've stayed faithful. They've stayed planted. They've stayed consistent. So here's what I know is that their consistency was not a flash in a pan. Their conviction was not the heat of the moment. Their conviction has led them not to a moment but to a lifestyle. You need to hear me. There are moments in your life where you need the win. It's your consistency leading up to that moment that will prepare you. We're about to watch the Super Bowl. Those champions that walk onto that field tonight, they're not there because they just happened to win the genetic lottery. They did win the genetic lottery, but they have dedicated themselves day in and day out. I will eat this. I will not eat that. 
I will drink this, I will not drink that. I get up before you, I work out harder than you, longer than you, I practice more than you, harder than you, longer than you, because they've given themselves day in and day out because they want to be a champion. So when their moment of their Super Bowl comes, they ain't got to think about it on ready, set, hut. You put that football, I'm going to use Tom Brady because I'm a Brady fan. When you put that football in Brady's hand, slightly deflated, he don't have to think about, can I hit Gronkowski on the run 60 yards away? I've been doing this my whole life. So when the pressure is on, when there's 60,000 people staring at me, when there's millions of dollars riding on the line, you hike me the ball, I'll get the points. I heard a famous basketball player say one time that if I had to have somebody to shoot a three-pointer to win the game, I'd pass the ball to Michael Jordan. But if somebody had to shoot a three-pointer to save my life, I'd pass the ball to Larry Bird. What's the point? It's people that they have been consistent day in and day out. That's who you want to pass the ball to when we got to have a win right now. I need you to save my life with that three-pointer. You're passing it to the guy that you know day in and day out. He has been consistent. Listen, 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 listen. Miracles are waiting on the other side of consistency. For Esther, her life hung in the balance of her being consistently humble. The fate of a nation hung in the balance of her consistency. I wonder whose life is hanging in the balance of your consistency. I wonder, I wonder if maybe your children's marriages are hanging in the balance of you being consistent with yours. Let me just try over here. I've been giving y'all strong medicine over here just to give y'all a little credit. I wonder how many people behind you, their blessing is hanging in the balance on you being generous. Do you give so you can write it off on your taxes at the end of the year? Or do you give because you're trusting that God will do something through me that generations after me will bless me? They'll bless my name because of what I left for them. Just, I'm going to take a holy pause right there just a moment for all the businessmen. It's a tough one, I know. I have to do the same things, I promise. The second thing that Esther did is that she was generous. She threw two lavish parties at her own expense. Here's how these things work. When you became queen, you would have been given a budget. It's a huge budget. And she didn't get, remember, she only could only have half the kingdom. And I'm for sure they weren't going to give her the whole treasury. We all know how the men are with the money. Ladies, that was your chance right there. She threw two lavish parties at her expense. She would have had to pay for the wine and the food, the entertainment. She paid for that out of her coffers that had been assigned to her. And she invited her worst enemy. Now think, 
Some of us won't come to prayer or we won't show up early to serve because somebody on that serve team said something passive-aggressive we don't like on social media. Imagine being Queen Esther and you were spending fortunes on the best wine and the best food, the best artists and entertainers to throw a banquet that was worthy of the most powerful man in the world and you have to invite your worst enemy. And you're sitting across the table from a man that you know he wants to kill your family. He just doesn't want to. He has made the plans to kill your family. Now, I want you to think about the composure that it would require for you to sit there and watch him eat your food and drink your wine. But she's revealing to us secrets that when we mix them with conviction, miraculous things are possible. Listen, generosity paves the way for truth to be spoken. I'm going to say that one more time. Generosity paves the way for truth to be spoken. Because it's one thing for you to speak the truth. It's another thing for a king to hear it. Because of the lie of entitlement, most of us say this, I'll give when you do. We tell our bosses, I'll do a little extra if you pay me. Where's my overtime? Where's my time and a half? Because I ain't doing one thing more. I ain't can't get no help. It really bothered, I'm a millennial, I'm an old one. I'm a millennial, but I'm a baby boomer right in there. God help me. Sometimes I am confused. I live a confused life sometimes. It bothers me when I see people in my generation and the one behind me saying, don't you work hard for that corporation. They don't, give, they don't care nothing about you. Don't you give them one iota more than they ask for. You know what that is? That is entitlement and that is selfishness. That is greed all the way to the core. And let me tell you something about how God's world works. His way will always overcome and outshine the world's way. That corporation may not care nothing about you. Have you ever considered that may be why God put you there? Because you can't make a difference being stingy, being late, having a bad attitude, running your mouth about your coworker, saying, well, I'll give when you give me. No, you show up because you reap what you sow. You have to give and give and give. Show the boss, man, I'll be there five minutes early. I'll stay a half hour late. I'll, I'll find something that nobody else is doing, and I will take it. I will take responsibility for that wilting old flower that's living over in the corner. I I will water the flower even though nobody tells me because ultimately it's not man who promotes me it's God who promotes me and I'm going to do the thing trusting that even when the boss man don't see and the boss man may not care God will see me God will see me and when my time comes he'll give me the audience that I need because my consistency and my generosity paves the way for me to step into my place it makes room for me to bring my conviction to the table with King I'm helping somebody today. Miracles don't just happen in the altar. Miracles start happening when you give things that are precious to you. 